uh, or we have talked about it on many occasions, how, you know, if you're really looking to see how our finances are put together and how uh, they get discussed, the finance committee really gets the deepest dig into these different line items, not only on the municipal side, but on the school part of government as well. There for Franklin Matters, Franklin Public Radio, anywhere on the internet, WFPR.FM, and in the local Franklin Mass FM radio dial 102.9. That was the town council meeting. Oh, yeah, it was last Wednesday, and we're here a week later because, you know, the schedule just worked out that way. But I certainly appreciate you, Tom, taking time, town council chair Tom Mercer, taking time so we can condense the meeting and still give the people kind of the short story as to what happened. Well, thank you, Steve, and I hope I can remember that far back. <laughs> There's just so much going on in between time. I had to go oh, back and look at my notes and say, which one was that meeting? <laughs> it can get crazy at times, and this is one of those crazy times, but yeah. but it's all good. It's, it's all good. We we will get through it all. So. Right. And I'll and do my best to remember the meeting. <laughs> now I'll remind you and prompt you along the way because I do Thank have you. the notes. Yes. <laughs> and for the listeners, for your if the new if you're new to the group, thank you. We appreciate you joining. We'll cover a little bit as to what we're doing. For the regular listeners, thank you again for joining. Uh, back to the new listeners. Effectively, as I said, we're going to just kind of recap the meeting. Uh, normally it's done the Thursday right after it's kind of fresh, but that's okay. I mean, schedules are what schedules are. Life is happening. Um, mm -hmm. We'll get the info, but we're effectively looking at two questions. So, okay, what was it that just happened? <laughs> and what does it mean for us as Franklin residents and taxpayers? So with that as an intro, again, thank you. Um, but you started with three appointments to individual yes, committees. Um, it's always good to acknowledge the appointments uh, at a council meeting because that's probably the only time people hear who's serving on these committees. So uh, we did have three appointments. The first one being Council on Aging. Uh, we appointed Colette Ferguson uh, to that uh, board and committee. And uh, Heather Sinsusi, not a not an unfamiliar name, but Heather has stepped up, and uh, we appointed Heather to the finance committee, uh, which is a again a very not that they are all not important committees, but the finance committee plays an integral part in uh, the building of the budget and so forth. So uh, we appreciate. Uh, Heather stepping forward to uh, serve on that committee. And the third one was uh, the Municipal Affordable Housing Trust and Kimberly Muchow, uh, another name that's uh, very familiar. Uh, she has uh, was appointed to the Housing Trust and we appreciate the fact that she uh, stepped forward and we appreciate all of the different uh, people that have stepped forward to continue to serve on these volunteer committees and share of their expertise and their knowledge and opinions uh, as we move the community forward. 
And I'll put the plug for, especially for the new listeners, uh, by a rough count. I think it's in the neighborhood of 200 volunteer positions that are uh, sit. 211, across, I think, is the last yeah. count. <laughs> sit across the various boards, committees, commissions that provide that oversight and governance in order for the town to do its business. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of people involved, a whole lot of good people, and that effectively leads both the town side, school side together forward for the community absolutely and picking back on the fincom in terms of its importance the key piece there is as we get into these discussions around uh potential override with the one franklin group fostering it you've been leading that joint budget subcommittee of which four members from the fincom three no four from the town council and then three from the school committee okay. comprise that quote mini body but critical body in terms of determining what do we really want to do and what's what's really going to make some sense absolutely and you know we we talk about it uh, or we have talked about it on many occasions how you know if you're really looking to see how our finances are put together and how uh they get discussed the finance committee really gets the deepest dig into these different line items, not only on the municipal side, but on the school part of government as well. So mm -hmm. uh, so very important committee. And again, we thank Heather for stepping forward and serving on that committee, as well as every other member on that committee. Right. Sure. We don't want to single her out. Certainly she's a yeah. key person, but yeah, she's not yeah. the only one. We appreciate everybody's help. Well, absolutely. And while we're at the joint budget, I think you've got one scheduled in mid-October, but I haven't mid -October, heard rumors, yeah. rumors of a date, but I haven't seen it finalized yet. Yeah, it, it hasn't been finalized, but we're talking mid-October for okay. that. Okay. All right. So stay tuned. We'll certainly mm -hmm. share that out uh, once it's uh, once it's ready. And then you had one of those really good things. And then uh, between the Elks Riders and the Elks Bingo, um, they surprised some folks with the size of the check they delivered. Absolutely. And, you know, we can't thank the Elks uh, enough for their ongoing support of not only the veteran services, the senior center, they, they do so much for uh, uh, the community. And, you know, they came forward, the two groups of Elks, really, the uh, uh, Elks Riders, uh, came forward with a thousand dollar donation to the uh, veterans fund, and then the uh, uh, bingo uh, group came forward and presented ten thousand dollar check to uh, the veterans uh, services department. And I mean, geez, you just can't can't thank these groups enough for their continued support for in this particular case, our Veterans Services Department. And Shannon uh, there was there, our veterans agent was there to accept uh, the uh, symbolic checks uh, on behalf of the town. So uh, again, uh, thank you so much to the Franklin Lodge Belts 2136 uh, uh, for their ongoing support from the riders, uh, from the Franklin Elks riders and the Franklin Elks bingo for their generous donation to the Veterans Services Department. 
Yes, indeed. Rather impressive. I think the riders have been here almost, what, twice a year at this point, I think, yeah, if I recall? Pretty much pretty much twice a year. Yeah, yeah they do a, a ride in the spring and then a ride in the fall. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, so it's an ongoing set of efforts and a thoroughly appreciated for a good cause as well. So, yes. Sure. And then one of the other happy points, uh, it's always, especially as you're closing this kind of legislative season, the council and the existing bodies mostly are finishing kind of the two-year term. We got an election coming up November 7th. We'll put another reminder in for that at the end. But during the course of the two years, you had the list of accomplishments. You were aggressive in setting those. And I know we talked and Jamie and I talked and how aggressive were you? And are you going to be able to do that? And you, you got a good boatload of stuff done. It, it, it was a very aggressive goal setting two year uh, time frame. Basically what we do is the right after the, uh, Biennial, uh, biannual election uh, in November. Generally, we sit uh, the council goals and the administrative uh, administration goals for the next two years. Uh, and it's we usually do it over a couple of meetings where uh, we have the goals, some that are brought forward from the administration, some are brought forward from different councillors, uh, what we're looking to get accomplished over those over the two-year term. Then uh, halfway through the January of the halfway through term, we take an, we take a look at that point and see if there's anything that needs to be tweaked or uh, if there's something we want to try and quickly add or mm -hmm. change priorities. We look at uh, at the halfway point. And in these last two years, we put together four pages of uh, uh, an aggressive set of goals, you know, not the least of which is, you know, the annual operating budget, the capital budgets, uh, uh, financial audits. Uh, uh, then we had to deal with uh, the end of COVID and uh, the federal stimulus revenues and expenditures. These are all the fiscal part of it, but uh, review and approve the biennial, uh, biennial uh, town finance policy, policy, EPA stormwater, cool. mm. uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, EDC group and just did a magnificent job of pulling pulling that together. Uh, the community preservation uh, master plan uh, is off and running. The collective bargaining uh, with every one of our unions, mm -hmm. which there are many. Uh, the recommendations of the compensation and classification where we went through and redid every town uh, position and looking at what the low and high should be, mm -hmm. minimum max uh, of uh, those positions, uh, the role and committee charge for the joint budget subcommittee, which we di we did, we we'll continue to work on, uh, you know, facilitate branding and marketing. We, you know, we've got four. We excuse me. <clears throat> My voice is going here. Uh oh, <laughs> there's so many things uh, to talk about. <laughs> well, there's so much, so much, so much went into these uh, 
uh, goals that, you know, you hate to leave any of them out. Right. You know, we reviewed the marijuana overlay district and updated that and getting going on the master plan. Councilor Jones has done a great job in getting that off and running. Uh, you know, the uh, implementing the housing production plan recommendations, uh, managed the, managing the APA funds, mm -hmm. just doing that. Yeah. Uh, was support the Grove Street construction and Mass Works grant. You know, we have the new uh, stoplight at the end of Grove Street. Uh, and there was a uh, whole re redo of that whole intersection out there. Uh, we completed the street grant implementation. We put a five-year water plan together. Uh, the MS4 permit, the stormwater, that continues to be ongoing. Uh, we developed a water tank uh, analysis master plan. And I'm not saying these are all council uh, uh, work that the council has done, but it's the administration that puts these plans together and then brings them to the council. And then the council has to approve, implement them, adjust them or whatever as we move forward. Including uh, funding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the potential for a quiet zone and the Franklin commuter rail. Uh, you know, then you look at facilities and you look at the historical museum, the bread brick school, you know, getting the new police station uh, building committee started and the reuse of the Davis there school. Uh, all of these are the facilities uh, goals that were set and they are now in the works. You know, uh, we had to continue to cover the COVID-19 uh, pandemic uh, the, over the last couple of years. Uh, we continue to uh, accept the public's, uh, some of the public ways, you know, that have kind of lagged behind. We continue mm -hmm. to bring those forward. And again, I, uh, just a plug for EDC, who uh, have continued to bring those forward. Uh, every quarter, we get two or three that we uh, have to do as well. The, uh, uh, the green community goals that we set uh, and the energy entity energy reduction plan. These are all things that uh, the administration and the council have just done so much work to uh, get them start, at least started, if not completed, as uh, goals that we set forward. Uh, we brought in the Human Resource Department, Public Works, into the council to bring updates as to what's going on in these different departments. We did Public Works, Human Resources, uh, the Town Charter Review, where uh, that's scheduled for, I think, one of the meetings in October. Uh, the Charles River, River Control District, they did a presentation, Metacomic. Public Health did one. We had the old, uh, the South Old South Church, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, Habitat for Humanity is working on, and they're just getting started on that. And then, you know, two of my favorites, uh, Maple Hill and uh, Schmidt Farm, Farm uh, two hundred and fifty acres of open space. 
that the town purchased over the last two years. Uh, it's just, I could go on and on mm -hmm. uh, on these goals, but I just find it when you read through them uh, or when I read through them, I'm looking at them, I'm saying, my gosh, how how did we ever get all of this accomplished in a two-year span? And right. that's just a thanks to our department heads, our administrative team, uh, continuous, uh, continually working on moving forward with all of these goals. So, uh, you know, just uh, accolades to uh, that whole group, as well as the council in achieving a year sitting council for achieving these goals that we've been able to do for two over the last two years. So. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And we may have left out a one or two, but the pay the force page doc will include the link. So if you've missed it, you can certainly review all of those. I think it from my perspective, certainly it has been busy, but not, you know, it was aggressive, but it was it was done without <laughs> hurting people along the way or losing people along the by side. Yeah, absolutely. But it was, know, a, and, it was uh, it was totally a team effort. And even to the appointments to the some of the board members that adjust each of those other individual boards, in some cases, had con contributions to make some of those steps and in, indeed happen. So, yes, it was kind of council goals, but it's really town goals, school yeah. goals and everybody plays a role in that so absolutely it's uh you know uh, i think every every sitting counselor every admit part of the administration every sitting school committee member should be very proud of what's been accomplished in the last two years yes and oh by the way there's still more to do <laughs> oh yes there is. We're, we're not done yet <laughs> we are a long way from being done yeah uh, but we're off and running in uh, some really good areas. So, yeah, yeah. And then one of the finance pieces you approved, while you had officially approved it almost two years ago, uh, because of the lead time and the financial challenges around the lead time for emergency vehicles, we effectively had to, as I understand it, effectively put the money on the cash, cash on the table so that the vendor wouldn't slip our delivery dates. <laughs> and, and, and that's exactly right. Uh, uh, we approved this a couple of years ago, a year and a half ago. And, you know, they told us at the time uh, it could be as much as three years, could be five, three to five years is what they're talking about now. And uh, by... Uh, more or less putting our money where our mouth is, we actually were able to uh, allocate this money and get it to the vendor. And that kept us right at the top of the list. And uh, we're hoping for delivery uh, in the not too distant future. And that kind of keeps us on, that gives us the third ambulance, which is exactly what we're uh, we're looking to do so our emergency response team has, uh, uh, is able to respond. Our calls continue to increase mm -hmm. uh, almost on a weekly basis. So uh, the council felt strongly about getting this third uh, ambulance and being able to staff it uh, as we move forward. So very happy about it. And Congrats to the uh, 
uh, fire department and their administrative team, Chief McLaughlin, has done a great job in uh, bringing this forward and keeping us at the top of the list. Yep, for sure. And then we moved into, uh, for the listeners, uh, you may recall, and if you haven't, you spent some time figuring out and finding out. We have a bunch of info. We'll include the links in the show notes as well. But Tri-County got the approval from MSBA to rebuild a new school. Um, so now the ballot question is coming up October 24th, special election. There'll be all details around that. But you went further and said, okay, well, Franklin's going to have to fund this. Let's put that ballot question on an election we're already conducting November 7th, so we don't have to spend an extra ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 for another election. Exactly. And that number has grown to about fifteen dollars uh, uh, for, for an election, whether it be a special election or any election. Mm-hmm. So. Our thought process here, obviously, October 24th is when the communities vote on uh, whether they want to build a new uh, Tri-County Folk School um, after the MSBA, which is the Mass School Building Authority, uh, approved the project. Now, Now it's up to the communities, and it's all 11 communities, and they... Uh, and it's a combined vote so that people understand. I know we've talked about this before, Steve. It's It could fail in one town, but win by a uh, higher margin in another town. Uh, so it's the total, it's the cumulative of the 11 towns and it needs to 50, 50% plus one. Uh, and uh, the school would then pass. Right. Now, that's the vote on uh, October 24th. Then at our annual, at our uh, biannual election on November 7th, what the council put on is the funding of that project for to build the Tri-County Regional School. So, and the way that works, that's a debt exclusion. It's not an override. It's a debt exclusion. And a, a debt exclusion has a start point, has an end point. Uh, in difference to a uh, override, which is there forever. So on this particular debt exclusion, you're approving the funding for the Tri-County Regional Folk School. If, in fact, uh, whenever that is built. So you may not, we may not see that on our tax bill for three years. Uh, Could be four years before we see anything, but how we fund it, because we can't, certainly can't fund it out of our operating budget. Uh, It's just the, the money is just not there. So we do need to borrow it uh, when the time comes. And this, ballot question on the November 7th is to allow us to borrow the money needed to pay for the building of the Tri-County Regional Folk School. That, those dollars cannot be used for anything but building of Tri-County Folk School. And if something happened and it was to never be built, those dollars would never be borrowed. So I guess that's kind of the uh, 
very simple explanation hmm. as to what it is. It can get confu confusing with the two votes, but one is the approval to build it. The other is the approval of how to fund it. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to go, I think, because the and the one other couple of pieces I'd add to reinforce that, while most of Franklin's buildings, and certainly you've been, been involved in many of those, we've done a 20-year term. Tri-County to their planning is using a 30-year term, which on the one hand, yeah, so it's 2 million roughly over the 30 years, so it's 60 million, um, but it minimizes the annual piece by spreading it over a longer term. So that may help us as well as them. Absolutely. Um, and it's to your point, one they they've got the approval. They need the approval of the community of the 11 collected <laughs> to say, yay, go forward. And then they're still going to need to go through the contract, the final details, to put the foot in the ground, to shovel, et cetera. Um, so yeah, that could be a couple of years before they actually start you know, having to pay some of the bills, et cetera, and we may not see it right away. And if they never exactly. get to that point, we, we don't and execute it. <laughs> for sure. Having, having uh, gone through this once uh, a few times myself, but mm -hmm. most recent one, uh, chairing the building committee for the new, our new high school, Franklin High School, uh, that process we started in 2008. Right. going to MSBA and we opened the school in 2015. So uh, you can see it takes time to get mm -hmm. through uh, from start to finish on these. So. Right. Yeah. For them to then have gotten effectively between MSBA to the approval in two years. <laughs> Granted, they're slightly it's mind boggling. It's mind boggling to me because right. I, I know how many meetings I had to go to in Boston uh, to uh, sit with MSBA trying to get approval for the new Franklin High School. So right. I applaud their efforts. Uh, so uh, we'll see what happens and look forward to uh, the votes uh, on October 24th for the building of the school and November 7th for how we fund it. Right. Yep. And then another good piece of work, uh, primarily led by Breckelag Goodlander and the Conservation Commission, which now goes forward with your approval to the state and then ultimately becomes part of the master plan. The open space and recreation plan um, was completed, approved by you, and over the course of, what, 15 months, multiple, multiple meetings, that was a lot of work to really put yeah, together something yeah. that's quality. Absolutely. And I would just ask every one of our residents, if you have not seen the town of Franklin 23 open space and recreation plan, log on to our website and I'm sure it's on Franklin Matters website mm -hmm. as well. Uh, click the link and read through that document. It is incredible the amount of work that and Brickalai, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, she she's an ace. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, one, certainly one of our best tires in the not too recent past, and she's just done a phenomenal job 
and coordinating all of the public meetings and all of the different committee meetings and putting this open space. It's just a phenomenal document and really keeps your interest if mm. you read through it. And, you know, it's a long, <laughs> it's a lengthy document. Uh, but she, it, it's just, it's something worth reading and looking at. It's something the uh, council uh, has been uh, looking at for a while. And we, at our last meeting, at that, this meeting, we, you know, couldn't give Bricolai enough, uh, Goodlander enough uh, thanks for uh, the work that went into this. And it's not just Bricolai. I mean, you we're, we are talking about Ryan Jetty from the Recreation Department, you know, Councillor Hamblin, Councillor Frangillo, who uh, from the ED, Councillor Jones from the EDC uh, group, uh, Councillor Sheridan, uh, they continued to work to bring this document forward and uh, the CONCOM people, uh, everybody involved. Mm -hmm. It's it's really an interesting document. And, you know, if you listen to Bricolai's presentation uh, last week, there's a shortened version. Again, I'm sure it's on the uh, website and I'm sure it's on Franklin TV, Franklin Matters website. You can click the link and hear the presentation. Just a great job. Can't thank them enough. Definitely. And it gives the, the the wealth of the input, the opportunities between the open yeah. open meetings, the public hearings, the surveys, all of those details are there. And then it's all summarized, obviously, with a bunch of actions that now still need to be implemented. So back, even back to the Schmitz Farm and the Maple Hill, the trails, et cetera, access points all need to be done. But the goals, at least from an objective perspective, are now laid out in considering disability access, you know, to make it truly accessible to everybody from Franklin. So yeah, a great piece of work and certainly sets us up for the future to do more. Yeah, for sure. And then you closed, uh, as usual, in terms of the town administrator report. Um, not really much new, respectfully, on the migrant housing situation, but he also gave some nice reading materials in the demolition delay report and the decommissioning of a section of Spring Street. Right. And, you know, the demolition delay report is just, it's a protecting uh, piece of the uh, administration where uh, we can delay certain projects that fit the criteria that allow us let's take a step back and think about before we you know for example the old south franklin church or, mm -hmm. uh the carriage shed uh, the carriage uh, house at the... the carriage house uh by the saint mary's hey. church yeah the so Manor. those yeah. those uh, it just gives us the opportunity to take a half a step back and say, okay, is this what we really want to do? And uh, so it gives us a little protection there. The decommissioning of Spring Street, we had a couple of laughs about that. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, back in the uh, mid-60s, uh, I actually drove that in a car once, and the car was never the same, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but that's Spring Street, which 
at one point ran from Washington Street out to 140 uh, across the street from Gorelick Farms. Mm-hmm. It's been long been decommissioned or long been abandoned. Impractically uh, used, yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty much now just a walking trail, uh, so to speak, but uh, we actually decommissioned it. So that's a good thing. And it's part of the state forest as well, going mm-hmm. right through it. So, and it goes up in behind the uh, uh, YMCA. So, mm-hmm. so that yeah. was a good piece. Yeah, and the section closest to Washington Street through the Wadsworth Farm crossing area, et cetera, uh, there's a new parking been added. There'll be still additional work to provide access into uh, the state forest and other trails there, et cetera. So, yeah, more work to come, but the decommissioning report certainly gets us into a whole bunch of Franklin history that (laughs) predates most of us. (laughs) For sure, so... All right. Well, I think that kind of summarizes the meeting from a week ago, and uh, we'll get together again. I think your next one is the October 11th, right? Correct. Yeah, we have kind of back-to-back, 11th and 18th 18th. in October, yes. So thank you again for sharing and providing the insights so that the listeners can understand what's going on. You're very welcome, and thank you for having me and... coordinating these quarterbacking sessions for the community. Yep. And to the listeners, thank you for participating. And we do this because Franklin matters. We are now producing this in collaboration with Franklin TV and Franklin Public Radio. This podcast is my public service effort for Franklin, but we can't do it alone. We can always use your help. How can you help? If you can use the information that you find here, please tell your friends and neighbors. If you don't like something here, please let me know. Through this feedback loop, we can continue to make improvements. And I thank you for listening. For additional information, please visit franklinmatters.org. If you have questions or comments, you can reach me directly at suresteve at gmail.com. The music for the intro and exit was provided by Michael Clark and the group East of Shirley. The piece is titled Ernesto Manana, copyright Michael Clark and Tin Type Tunes in 2008, and used with their permission. I hope you enjoy. By the way, you can also subscribe and listen to Franklin Matters Radio on your favorite podcast app. Search in podcasts for Franklin Matters.